All right, welcome to this week's walk and talk. But as you can see, we are not going to be doing much walking. I'm going to call it the weekly roundup instead because there is a huge, enormous, probably the worst storm I've actually seen here just came out of nowhere. So there I was about to go out and it's just absolutely, you can see actually the rain and everything around the car. And you're probably thinking, why has he got artwork in the back of the car here? Is, am I, am I going to sell this to you or something? No, no, no. <laughs> I completely forgot that I had this in the back of the car. I didn't unload it last night. So um, I know it looks really strange as a video today, but just try and ignore the artwork in the back here. So we've got a lot to cover today then. Another crazy week as, as we know. I didn't even get through most of the videos I wanted to do this week because it was just such an insane week. And, and you remember, it was only two or three weeks ago, I was talking about this hockey stick that we're now on and we're just going whoosh, like this. And it is accelerating, it is getting worse. Uh, so I thought at the start of the video then, I'll just take a couple of minutes to answer a few questions around how I can actually possibly help you as we go through the next year. And if you're not interested in hearing about this or any services that I've got that I can help with, then just you can just skip forward by a couple of minutes. So number one then is the course that I've got. I launched it just a couple of weeks ago and it's going really, really well so far. The feedback has just been absolutely amazing, um, far exceeded my expectations. So thank you to those of you who have taken that. And it's very interesting. A lot of people are saying it's actually playing out how you've said just in the last two weeks already. And I just want to caution you against one thing. I'm seeing all this buy the dip, buy the dip all the time from the Jim Cramers and everyone else. Well, let me just uh, outline very briefly what I mentioned in that course and in my private community as well. I mean, in fact, that's point number two is the private community. Some of you have got tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. I know because you tell me on the mentoring in the markets and yet you're not getting good advice around this. Your broker, your, your financial advisor, these people, look, I love them as much as a lot of them are on this channel and I really do, but most of these people are not there to serve you and you've got to understand that. They earn their money through commissions and I say that very lightly because a lot of them are very good people. I mentor a huge amount of financial advisors, brokers, even two hedge fund managers, which is insane. Why they come to me, I'm, I'm not quite sure. When they're supposed to be the ex experts on this with hundreds of millions, one of them almost a billion AUM assets under management. But it's very clear that their, their focus is on commissions and making as much profit as possible. So you can't always just rely on them to be having your best interests at heart. You've got to sort of start thinking about this for yourself and getting some really good training and guidance or advice around this because... I don't think it's going the way that they're all saying it's going. Oh, just buy the dip, dollar cost average, etc. I'll be very clear with you what I'm doing. And this is usually what I talk about in the private community. I tell people everything I'm invested in, everything I'm selling, my exact strategy, asset allocations, everything. So I do recommend that you join the private community, especially if you've got thousands just sat there in the bank or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or you're in the stock markets right now and I'm guessing most of you are pretty clueless as to what's happening and why the markets are coming down so heavily. In fact just yesterday we saw some huge dips. Let me read these out as the car's shaking all over the place. Meta lost 3.5 percent, 
Apple almost 5%, Tesla 7% in a single day. These are the sort of numbers that we're seeing right now. So honestly, for just a few dollars per month, I would highly recommend that you join the private community and get access to all of my insights, which are very contrarian to what you're hearing on all of the news channels and what a lot of financial advisors and brokers will tell you right now. Because I have a very clear strategy and I've got a watch list as well, a stock watch list, and I'm just waiting for the price targets to hit, which is not gonna be yet for a while. So I do think we're gonna go into a very, very deep recession. In fact, let's talk about the Great Depression in a moment. But the third thing, very simply, you can do is get one-on-one -on -one mentoring. A lot of people aren't aware of this, but if you just look below in the description, you'll see all of my sort of approved services. Never click or send you know a message to this WhatsApp or Telegram, because it is a scammer. So just be careful with that. So I was just watching back over my Great Depression series. Remember, it's a three-part series that I made uh, almost two years ago now. And it was fascinating because a few people said, I just rewatched your series and I noticed this. So in part one of that series then, um, I talked about food and how the government was destroying food and uh, farming and livestock. So they were paying the farmers to stop farming. They were paying the farmers to destroy their livestock. They were bringing their livestock in trucks and then culling the animals and just there was these huge pits just there waiting and the animals got put into the pits. When there were people starving, the government didn't want the farmers to be selling um, these animals or the, or the meat. That at the time was absolutely shocking. And even two years ago, I remember some of the comments saying, yeah, but that would never happen today. And yet, look where we are today. The governments and different governments are paying farmers to stop farming now. How crazy is that? In a time when there's famine all around the world right now, but you're not hearing about this on the news. All you're hearing about is the Russia and Ukraine crisis that's going on. And yet, do you know that there are genocides all the time around the world? Do you know in Burkina Faso, just this week, there are soldiers just gunning people down? Where is this being talked about? Is the USA, UK, EU, etc., are they holding press conferences and, and sending aid? No, they're, they're not. Uh, why? Well, I think we know the reasons why. Another thing that hadn't yet happened in that Great Depression diary series was the car sales. So one of the metrics that he said actually took place was car sales dropped off a cliff and then unemployment just after that started to rise. Well, we've just started to see car sales dropping at the moment. So the next marker there may be the higher levels of unemployment, which I definitely think is possible because we're starting to see a lot of companies now either cutting staff or they're cutting their hiring. So they're not allowing new staff. This of course will add to unemployment. Unemployment leads to employment scarring. Uh, we've gone over all of this before. So this is again another deep recessionary indicator. And just this week, Meta um, announced it's going to stop hiring in order to cut down costs. And Mark Zuckerberg said, and I quote, I expect staff to get more done with fewer resources. And this is actually a pattern we see a lot of times when we go into these recessionary periods what happened during the Great Depression, wages fell by 50% and hours dropped by 50% or more. 
So a lot of people were actually relying on 25% as a household income, where before they were getting 100%, they're now having to rely on 25%. Now think about it, if that happened to you today, could you really survive on that? I don't think most people could. Most people live on 100% of their income these days. Another thing that was in the diaries then was that he said, the government says unemployment is only 25%, but I don't know anyone who has a job, and I believe the numbers have been faked by the government. Later on, this was the NRA president's recovery plan, he said was a complete disaster and everyone's very upset about it. And you've got to remember, this went on for nine years. And what have we got today that, that compares to that NRA plan that was a, a failure? Well, it's the, the recent USA Inflation Reduction Act, which should really be called Inflation Explosion Act, because that is what it's going to do in, say, 12 to 18 months. It's going to add inflation to the fire that we already have. And remember another point in those diaries was that the banks started to stop withdrawals of cash or they did restrictions, they did bank holidays all at the same time. They told everyone on the Friday, oh yeah, everything's fine, don't worry, come and see us on Monday and uh, you can get your cash. And then on Monday it was a bank holiday and then there were no more cash withdrawals. Some people had their money locked up for two to three years during that period. And it kind of reminds me of some of the things that have been happening um, this year actually in some countries where they've just been stopping any withdrawals of cash. And what happened um, just two days ago, I covered it on yesterday's video, where the UK banking sector almost collapsed, almost went into a meltdown. Why? because these huge financial conglomerates did margin calls on the pension funds because they knew the pension funds didn't actually have the money. So that led to the pension funds actually having to sell bonds. The bonds, some of them, they crashed down in price, some of them down by 50%. And then mysteriously, some huge bank went in and swept up all of those bonds. Hmm, I wonder, I wonder who would have done that. So you see, it's all just about wealth transfer. These huge financial institutions do not care about you. Stop trusting them. It baffles me how many people trust them. They don't care about you. All they're trying to do is just, remember, money's never destroyed, it's just transferred. So all they're doing is just transferring the money from your pension into their own bank account. But on a more positive note, the British pound did recover a little bit overnight. It's gone up to 1.10 against the US dollar, where, where it dropped down to about 1.04 before. So that is a fairly good recovery. But I think that is based on fake news. I really do. Because if you look at what came out yesterday, the announcement was, UK not in recession. New figures suggest what a ironic headline. And you've just got to look at this image of this ridiculous people here, all happy and smiling. Yay, look at us, we're doing great. But at the same time, house prices are now stagnating in the UK. Home builders are announcing that they're probably going to lose 30% on their current projects. You had all of these mortgages pulled, over a thousand mortgage products pulled from the UK market over the last week. This is an absolute bloodbath in the UK economy. And you've got to start thinking about, we'll say the UK EU economy where they keep saying that they're going to strengthen the currency. And people ask, how? How are you going to do it? And they say, we're going to do it. But, but how? How are you going to do it? Yep, we're going to do it. You see, they haven't got an answer because the answer is that 
You can't strengthen the currency when you haven't got your own energy and you've no longer got cheap energy from Russia. See, what they're going to do is they're going to buy energy, which is going to be more expensive. How are they going to fund it? By creating more currency. When you create more currency, you weaken your currency. Do you see where this is going long term? And talking of Russia, this was quite a funny one that made me laugh this week because The Sun, if you know the newspaper, The Sun has figured it all out about Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipeline. Check out this image. So stage one, some uh, Russian special forces came in on a disguised fishing boat. And then these frogmen descended to the bottom of the ocean. They then set an underwater drone from a submarine. What? What? This bit made me laugh. So wait, the frogmen go down to the bottom of the ocean with a fishing boat, but then there's a submarine as well, and that launches some sort of a torpedo or a drone. And I don't get it. What are the frogmen doing if it's an unmanned drone torpedo? Like, it doesn't make any sense. This is ridiculous. And yet, I'm, I'm guarantee you the British public will go, oh, yeah, that's what happened then. These frogmen went down, and then a torpedo launched a drone, and, and what? Sorry, what? And then they set it off with a remote trigger a little bit later. Oh my gosh, the entire car is absolutely shaking right now. Goodness me. But I bet you didn't hear about this then. In the sea near the Nord Stream pipe explosion, they found a raft with Made in Russia on the side. Inside the raft, they found passports, Russian passports. They also found even more floating in the bubbles around the explosion. Inside the raft, they found a plan which said, blow up pipeline from Putin, president of the Russian Federation with his signature and fingerprint. And yes, I am joking there, but it wouldn't surprise me if this sort of thing came up. Do you remember back in the day when that um, explosion happened? I think it was on a US ship and they found a, an Iranian passport floating near the explosion. It's like, come on, get real. This is the most ridiculous. And people bought it. They went, there we go. It was Iran because that passport was flo Do you realize that if special forces go on any operations, they take absolutely, they don't even wear their wedding rings. They take no identification, nothing at all, no dog tags, nothing. So for them to have taken their passport on a secret mission, it is ridiculous. It's so funny, it's hilarious. But on a more serious note then, Russian analysts thinks that actually Putin hasn't mobilized 300,000 troops, but it's more like 1.2 million because they're counting other countries outside of Russia who are going to give support. Now, how much of that is just propaganda? I don't really know, but I thought that was an interesting headline today. Over to the EU then, France may go without electricity for up to two hours per day in winter. They've already turned the lights off to the Eiffel Tower, but now two hours per day, if you're in France, you may have to go without electricity. You were paying £52.35 per month for your energy. Your new payment will be £1,248.90. Yeah, great, because I'm sure that guy can afford it. He's texting his mum, upset there. I'm sure he can afford that much money after his rent, he's paid his council tax, he's paid his electricity, his broadband, his phone bill, food, fuel for his car, and any other necessities. Oh yeah, I'm sure he can afford £1,248 per month. Germany then shuts down half of its six remaining nuclear plants. 
Of course it does. I mean, who needs nuclear energy right now? I mean, no one. We, we, we don't need any energy at all. And this one made me laugh. The EU mandated Spain, mandated Spain and Portugal to reduce their natural gas usage. Uh, but they were both like, huh? But we don't get our natural gas from Russia. We get it from Northern Africa. So we're good. Thanks anyway. And the EU's like, no, you will reduce your gas usage for climate change. And Spain and Portugal are like, nah, no thanks, but, but, but thanks anyway. So the EU is now looking at monetary tools to make sure that they do this. So I think it's pretty clear. This is nothing to do with what they say it's to do with. Otherwise, why wouldn't they just let Spain and Portugal carry on? Why would they say, no, no, we're all in this together. If uh, some of us suffer, you have to suffer as well. In other news, Liz Truss, the British PM, claims the biggest problem Britain has right now is that we don't have enough immigrants entering the country and she wants to loosen migration policies to allow more people to enter. She also, I'm not sure if this is her or one of the ministers, wants to relax the English language requirements or scrap it completely with one official claiming that it doesn't serve the country that everyone needs to speak English. No, of course not. Who, I mean, who needs to speak English in England? Honestly, I just, I can't see the benefit of that. Why would you need to speak English and, and communicate with the English people? So it's just quite ironic now that they want to just do away with all this stuff and loosen it to allow more migration. But I don't know if Liz has actually tried to book a hotel recently anywhere in England because I, I have, I tried to book a hotel and they were fully booked with a corporate booking. Now, we all know what that means. Corporate booking for the next six months is not corporate booking at all. It's the home office booking out all of these hotels. And, and actually worse than that, they've been cancelling loads of people's uh, reservations. But the other thing that's been announced, which is a bit strange, is that they said that because they're going to tackle this crisis of illegal migration, they said that what they're going to do is bring this down to almost zero. And everyone's been asking, well, how, how are they going to do that without breaching international law and everything else? And it's, again, quite very clever. They're going to be, to be using language in order to do this. So they're going to change the classification of people coming in on the, you know, the, the dinghies and all that sort of stuff from illegal migrants to arriving passengers. Therefore, they will no longer be illegal. Now, look, I've mentioned, I've talked on this topic a lot of times. I'm actually pro-migration, which might surprise a lot of you, but I'm pro-migration on people that legally enter a country and have skills and resources and that can actually help and benefit a country. But if you look at the country right now, most countries, they are really, really struggling. The healthcare system is absolutely inundated, just overwhelmed. And it's a fact that people coming in from other countries who, who do need a lot of help and support, they really need a lot of healthcare. So it, it creates an even bigger burden on the healthcare system. And the other thing you have to look at is, is it fair for people who have paid in and generations who have paid into 
building up a healthcare system and a, a society for other people to then come in and, and use that whereas the people who have paid into it then don't get a very good service from it because it's overwhelmed and it's not just from migration by the way it's from a lot of things it's it's just very inefficient and there's been a lot of problems there's uh, the backlog from the last two years with everything going on and this is one of the reasons I think that there's a lot of problems right now. And you can look at the Office for National Statistics on death rates and everything else. They are through the roof because I think a lot of, well, I think one thing's causing it, but we, I'm, I'm not going to go into all of that today. But I think another reason is because people just didn't get their screenings. They didn't get their health checkups. You probably got loads of people that have developed cancers and things like that who just aren't aware of it. So last thing I wanted to touch on today, we've always got to do a controversial funny, well, we just did a controversial one, but a funny one. Virgin Atlantic have now announced a new clothing line, which is gender neutral. And if you think about it, Men have been wearing kilts in Scotland forever. So it's not that sort of uh, unusual. But when you see a man and he's wearing a bright red skirt with bright red high heels, that is a little strange. Now, I, I think it's a big gamble for Virgin Atlantic to do this. I really do. Because what did I say a year ago about Victoria's Secret going woke, which is what it is, what actually happened to them was I said that their stock price will just collapse. And it, it hasn't collapsed, but it has gone down massively because a lot of people just don't feel comfortable with it. They don't want to see certain things that is being pushed out. And consumers now vote with their pocketbook. And that's what we saw with Meta. That's what we saw with Netflix. It was what we saw with Disney. People are starting to vote with their pocketbook. So I think it's a big gamble. I don't think it's going to pay off and I definitely don't own any stock in Virgin. All right, well, I think that covers it for today, ladies and gents. Sorry we couldn't go out and do a lovely walk today because I did have a beautiful walk planned, but alas, we will do that next week. So take care, God bless, and I will see you soon. And those links I talked about at the start are below in the description. Bye for now.